Jay, I tried to line up a surprise for you today. Really? I reached out to almost all of the cast members. I sent messages to Tim, Avery, Darcy, Tom, and Rebecca, seeing if we could talk to any of them on the podcast today. Tim is the only one who responded because he is my friend. Because he is your friend. Um, and I said, Tim, are you available for a quick interview this morning? Blah, 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 blah. He said, I can't do it without approval. I would. Sorry. I said, no problem. I appreciate the response. I really enjoyed uh, your story this season. I already feel like your relationship is much, much better than his in in Jennifer's, Jennifer's right? <laughs> Tim, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> also, Jay, why is it 100 degrees in the studio right now? Because as soon as there's even a little bit of chill outside, the company will turn the heat up to maximum. The thermostat hotness. says it's 75. I tried to turn it down and nothing is happening. <laughs> I'm roasting. <sighs> Can you, is there not, can you know how to fix it? Like, you're the HVAC guy around here. It I, definitely says it's set to 67. I put it on 67. I turned it down and it hasn't budged in the past 20 minutes. I think there's something I can do. <laughs> Will you fix it, please, really fast? Because I feel angry right now. I'm so hot. I'm like sweating. <laughs> and sitting under these lights doesn't help either. It does not. All right, let me go see what I can okay, do. Okay, thank you. All right, while Jay is on the phone with the repairman, seeing if we can get someone to check why it's now 77 degrees in our studio. Last night on 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 days, instead of a two-hour episode, it was episode 13 was one hour, and then we got one hour, part one of the tell-all. So it was kind of a hybrid episode mashed into one. And I think what I didn't like about it is that there was a very obvious difference in time between when that last episode of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days was filmed and when they did the first part of the tell-all. I mean, you can tell that there was months in between because not only did everybody look different, but there were a lot of shifts in moods and energies in regards to these relationships. All right, Jay's now giving me the thumbs up, which means hopefully relief is on the way. And I tell you what, I'm still reeling. (laughs) Welcome to the Reality Bites Podcast. It's Megan and Jay. There is so much to unpack. I was driving in this morning trying to collect my thoughts, organize how we should go about this. Um, but first, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Weekend was good. Spent uh, a majority of yesterday in sorrow over my NFL team. Just completely got obliterated. Um, so I don't understand people getting so emotionally invested oh, in sports. You... I mean, I, there's not an, this is not what this podcast is about, but... <laughs> It's just, I w- where was I over the weekend? I heard people like screaming. This guy was like screaming like bloody murder. And I thought some something bad had happened. And he was just yelling about something sports. bad did happen. Sports. <laughs> it did. Anyway, I don't want to get back. I don't want to reopen those wounds, much like some of the people on the uh, 90 Day Fiance. So why don't you tell me what happened in your weekend? Man, well, I got to go back to last week because last week was just a circus for me. My best friend got robbed. What? Did, did I tell you the story no no i'll make it so quick because i'll get off on this tangent 20 minutes later i'll still be talking about this but my best friend came from portland oregon last weekend to visit to hang out i dropped her off at the airport on monday she flew back to portland she got there at like 11 o'clock west coast time her boyfriend picked her up at the airport they go home they get home around 11 30 around 12 30 she's like babe i gotta go to bed i gotta get up early my best friend works for the nike world headquarters which is out in portland and she had a presentation Tuesday morning so she's like I gotta go to bed so they get in bed it's probably 1230 they had she had just fallen asleep and at 1245 it's pitch black in their house her eyes pop open because it sounded like somebody was inside their house 
And she's like, in that moment, you know, your mind's kind of racing, but you're not sure what you heard. And I had been asleep. So like, was it part of a dream? So of course, her boyfriend heard the same thing. They both woke up and they're laying there and like kind of whispering, like, did you hear that? Like, what was that? Sounded like, sounds like there's somebody in our house. Sure enough, they're like dead, still dead silent for a minute. And then they hear footsteps inside their house. Oh my gosh. So without even thinking, her boyfriend jumps out of bed, runs out into the living room just as this guy is running out their back door. Oh my god. Now their back patio door, there's like a living room and it's it's like it shares a wall with the master bedroom. So sure enough, he goes, oh, he's gone. So my best friend comes out into the living room and she turns on the porch light and they're sitting there in the living room just like, okay, well, what did you see? And, and are you sure he was in the house and he wasn't like maybe at the back door trying to get in? And her boyfriend's like, no, I know what I saw. Please don't question me. And she's like, no, I'm not. I just, I wasn't here. You know, I was in the bedroom and I, I want to know what you saw. So they haven't called the police yet. They're just trying to figure out like what just happened. And while they're having this conversation, they have a fenced in backyard and there's a gate out of the corner of her eye. She sees the gate open and the guy walks back into their backyard. What? He comes back. So now she can see him and she's like, I wasn't even thinking. She flung the back door open. She started screaming, like, leave us alone. A lot of expletives, you know, trying to like cause a commotion. And the guy yells back. He's like, stop yelling. He drops everything and he takes off running. Now they have a guest house in their backyard and there's a single lady who lives in the guest house. Well, she, of course, heard all the yelling. She flips on her lights. She comes outside. She's like, what's going on? She's like, somebody was in our house etc so on in the meantime her boyfriend's on the phone with the police the police show up they're up all night long doing the investigation like how did he get in blah 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 turns out it was her backpack that he had dropped in the in their backyard that she had brought with her when she came to visit and it had her work laptop it had her wallet it had her passport it had everything now they still have no idea why he came back However, while one unit was at her house taking the police report, there was another unit out patrolling trying to find the guy because she had seen him and she gave them a description. Sure enough, they found him a few blocks away. Then she had to get in the back of a police car and go identify the guy and... It was a whole thing. So last week, that just consumed so much of my focus. And then it was my birthday. And then over the weekend, I was uh, I was out of town. I went on a little trip, went to spend some time with family. So I had to make sure that I got home last night and, and mentally prepared myself because I've been really distracted by other things. And this obviously needs to take up the majority of my functioning brain because we have invested so much into 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. That puts my football loss into some perspective oh, it was a lot <laughs> and you know and listen can you even imagine how terrifying that would oh be? my gosh that'd be the worst but anyways luckily the guy didn't have a gun luckily nothing bad happened i think all things considered as terrifying as it was she was okay anyways 90 day fiance before the 90 days <laughs> okay here we go last night heading into episode 13 it's the final episode now we pretty much knew where a lot of the couples stood some of them had already left Tim had departed uh, Columbia and was en route back to Charlotte. Uh, There were a couple of other people, though, that we had to to wrap up the storylines. What's going to happen now that the Americans are leaving the foreign countries, returning home? Are they committing to an engagement? Are they pulling an Avery and an Omar and getting married, a Benjamin and a Keeney? Or are they saying, nope, this isn't going to work out. Good luck to you. Let's move on with our lives. Who would you like to start with? Oh, boy. So, uh, Angela and Michael, actually. Okay. Angela and Michael, who have had probably the most 
tumultuous a lot of ups, trip. a lot of downs a lot of ups a lot of downs it's been a roller coaster with these two and and they had a volatile relationship the first time we saw angela Absolutely. on the show so it wasn't much of a surprise that there was going to be a lot of drama and arguing however as she's getting ready to depart Lagos, Nigeria, head back to the U.S. She and Michael are still engaged. She's packing up her hotel room. He's wearing his American flag shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, USA. All right, USA, here we come. (laughs) And what I wrote down as I was watching Angela and Michael say their goodbyes that, you know, there do seem to be some genuine feelings there, but it doesn't seem like there's any sort of thinking through the logistics of life beyond you know, because they're in the car and, and Angela's like, oh, we're going to get some land. We're going to get some four wheelers and we're going to have a kid. And I'm like, what is she, what is she talking about? First of all, one of those three things might be very, very close to impossible to having, which is the kid part. Right. And yeah, if you can't afford a $3,000 wedding at the cotton patch, where are you going to get this? Land this where are you going to buy these four wheelers from? You and think someone's going to give you for a wedding gifts? I don't know. So not only, you know, the financial realities, but also the realities of the encouraging words that she gave him when she was departing the airport. Don't, don't F it up. Don't blow it. <laughs> Don't blow it. Yep. Stop being sneaky, which is kind of Stop a... Stop following women on Instagram. Which are pretty specific. You know, usually it's like, hey, you know, don't break my heart. Don't mess it up. I feel like with him, it's more... It's like the little white lies have to right. stop. But and stop being sneaky? He's 30, though, and she's like 53, 54 years old. And then, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but going into the tell-all, you could tell Angela pulled up ready to rumble. She was. She, You could tell that she and Michael had been arguing prior to her arriving for the tell-all. Mm-hmm. She comes in kind of in a foul mood. She she said she was feeling kind of angsty about the whole thing. And, and the one very specific thing she says, like, he doesn't listen when I'm trying to tell him something. <laughs> so I, I don't have the greatest feeling about them in the present and i do wish tlc would give us a timeline yeah if you don't want to date it specifically and say okay well this was back in december at least give us some like okay well this was seven months ago from where we are today because i get really confused about timelines well it's speaking to your timeline i think where it's most apparent is with avery and omar oh, and yeah. avery's mom because you could tell she looks like a different person she looks like a different person and that was going back to episode 12 i believe is when we kind of first saw her when she got back to uh uh, the U.S. Yep, when they was, go to the immigration attorney's office. She's really, uh, she was much slender. She was uh, tan. Yep. And she looks, like you said, like a different person. Avery posted on Instagram that her mom had lost about 40 pounds, and it was evident. It was very apparent. And that's not something you can do, like, after a three-day weekend no, trip. No, 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 no. Trust right. me, as someone who's been <laughs> trying to eat keto for the past two months, like, no bread, no rice, no pasta, no sugar. And then I hit this, like, crazy plateau where, like, uh, nothing happens for right. three weeks, and you're like are you joking if i'm not eating any sugar any the only reason what i live for if i'm not having any of that then what's the point of even being alive i've been very dramatic about it but um but anyways yeah so like i'm kind of in awe of terry in this transformation and avery looked really good too she did which is another thing when they all showed up at the tell-all i was like wow rebecca looked really good she walked in and she was dressed very confidently yeah, like she, she dressed like a woman with confidence yeah but back to Avery and Omar, you know, where we left off at the end of episode 12, they had gone to see this immigration attorney, which should have been step one before going to Beirut in the Absolutely. first place. 
she should have known before going over there exactly what the situation was. I mean, was. you knew that your fiance was uh, from Syria and that it was on the ban list. So that would be, like you said, one of the first steps. Well, let me find out let what the process is going to be. And what would happen if after right. we get married, what we're looking at realistically. I, I don't know if that would have changed her mind, to be honest, because she's very headstrong and she did seem to have it in her mind that no matter what, she's going to make this work. But I feel like all of a sudden the reality starting to set in and she's on the phone with Omar. And if we can't be together for the next three years, years is that going to be okay with you and he's like uh i don't know (laughs) and she seemed really upset about that but avery you know three years down the road avery's gonna be 22 yes six years down the road avery's gonna be 25 and he's gonna be 30 the big issue is how much you change from the time you're 19 until you're 25 Mm -hmm. so whereas he is a little bit more emotionally mature and is like honestly i don't know avery is still i feel like living in in la la land a little bit and that's something that came up at the tell-all our situation's really hard me and omar if he doesn't have a way to get here, we'll go to a nearby country that's safe. But what happens when real life kicks in? It's not until you move to a foreign country where you don't speak the language and your partner's at work and you're at home and it is silence. Mm-hmm. So if you think it's hard now... Reality ain't hit neither one of them. Yeah? She, she's grown and her mom's right. She's, if she goes the other way and lives there, she, she could possibly... Be in trouble. You know, Angela and Avery are about to get into it, I think, in part two of the tell-all. Angela and everybody's about to get she, into it. I feel like she just came into it in a foul mood, ready to, like, pick a fight with someone. Like, she's upset about something, and she lashes out. As we've seen her do on the show, she lashes out at other people. But it, it, it feels like everyone's saying to Avery now, like, this isn't the hardest part. The hardest part hasn't even started Absolutely. yet. Absolutely. Moving to another country without your family where you don't, you're not fluid in the language or the culture, really. I mean, she, you know, she's converted to islam and she's taking up the muslim culture but she hasn't really experienced it or been in it for very long so there's still stuff that's new to her and when you go to a dubai or the united arab emirates which they've been talking about i gotta about say though to, i think dubai would be a dope place oh, yeah, to live absolutely <laughs> i mean of all the places in the world outside of the u.s i would put dubai london like I, there are a few cities that i'd put at the top of the list dubai would be one of you them you could live on one of those little islands that are oh, shaped yeah. like something They're i don't know if he's, made i don't know if he's quite making that much hotels, money yeah but <laughs> Also, another good point is, uh, you know, they said the immigration process could take up to six years if it even did go through. If it even did go through. It also could be very reliant on who's in office as president. Absolutely. So. Uh, my understanding is that immigration law changes like day to day. Right. And a new administration could completely change them being able to be together here in the United States. So um, I still feel good about them. I still hope that it's all going to work out. And to Omar's credit, he did say, you know what? Well, who cares? We won't live in the U.S. That's right. It's not a priority for me. He his priority finish, is her. He, and he does need to finish his and master's degree. obviously that that's first and foremost and i did feel bad for terry when jennifer brought up the fact like oh if she moves over there you're never gonna get to see your grandchildren like and like terry's face just dropped and i was like jennifer shut up so with jennifer when she's saying oh because she said it in a commendable way like oh i really commend you and i you know as a mom as a mom you want her to be happy and i'm very proud of you when really when i heard it much like you i was like oh yeah yeah thanks for bringing it up right and jennifer brings up another comment about another person yeah jennifer was rubbing some salt in the wound last night and before we talk about what happened on the tell-all right. though in episode 13 we didn't see tim and jennifer at all at all 
So the first thing that when it comes to Tim and Jennifer is at the end of episode 13, the final episode of the season, and here we go into part one of the tell-all, Tim shows up at the studios, and he keeps talking, like, everyone's talking about how early in the morning it was. I'm like, what time is it? Like, is it 6 a.m.? Or right. I mean, it was light outside. Why are you guys, what are you talking about? <laughs> I can only imagine they probably all went out the night before because it was their first time probably all being in the same place and meeting each other. And that also puts into some context, we saw the Instagram video of Tim meeting Tom yes. at the pool party and yes. it was in New York. Right, right. And most likely That's was around the time. Probably when the they were filming the tell all, which was what, a month or two ago? Exactly. So here we have Tim and Jennifer sitting down for part one of the tell-all. We have no idea how long it's been since they've seen each other. Right. Now, Tim does say we haven't seen each other in person since he left. It does still sound like they are in contact and communication with one another because he even says, like, sometimes we'll talk, you know, for a couple hours at night, and then sometimes we don't talk for a couple of days. And, you know, that's something that I remember from when I met the person that I was spending time with overseas. It's like, in the beginning, you're talking every day. You're right. sending messages back and forth on what? WhatsApp and you're FaceTiming and then and then real life starts to happen and then you're out of town or so-and-so is busy and you miss each other and then it starts to go a couple days and and so after part one of the tell-all last night I still wasn't clear where they stand with each other if yeah, they're Tim still... Said she still wears the ring although when they when she gets mad at him she takes it off and says she threw it away but he still hasn't bought her an engagement ring he said because that'd be expensive again the guy who drives the Ferrari or Lamborghini everywhere in Charlotte like so then we have Jennifer going after the fact that Zied showed up at the airport to meet Rebecca wearing a shirt with their faces on it. Rebecca, what were you thinking when Zied met you at the airport and you saw your face on his body? I thought that it was very sweet. Mm -hmm. I thought it was romantic, but I wasn't expecting it. It no. wasn't. <laughs> That's Jennifer. just the way he is. I mean, Jennifer, what would you have thought if Tim arrived at the airport with a T-shirt with your face on it? I would say like, freak. Now, did you see the little bonus clip when it's Avery and Tim and is uh, another guy? Is it Benjamin? And they're all backstage right, and they're, and they're talking, talking about, about the incident. Because Jennifer used the word freak. I heard of that wrong because of them. It doesn't and, matter. And you don't call somebody a freak. Freak doesn't mean the same thing in Spanish. The way that she said it and what she said all together, you know, what you say is about 7% of, of what well, is I mean, interpreted. In, in all fairness, a guy wearing a shirt with your face on it. it it's weird. Uh, I, I, maybe not freakish, but it is a it's bit not, strange. He's not a freak for doing it. That's really not and, that bad. Like, right, but it all stemmed from cute. the fact that that word, again, she didn't mean it like that. But at the same time, I don't think she's wrong for pointing out that it, it's a bit strange. You can be strange without being a freak. That's not what she meant. Things get lost in translation. So but Tim had a good point. This, The whole, like pictures of each other on the coffee mugs little it's high strange yes. and it's very high school ish and Avery was like oh that's super sweet and he's like yeah you're, Cause you're 19, <laughs> you're 19 yeah. you're 20, exactly. you should think that that's cute point proven right. thank you Avery. right but we're talking about rebecca who's in her 40s yet is 26 years old so, i mean he's not all that far out of the high school age uh however zed does look like he might fit into some of his soccer jerseys now Ziad, some of them hey look with the facial hair right and his actual hair didn't look super greasy it did not I, I mean, I was kind of like, okay, like... Um, I was actually impressed by almost everybody on the tell-all. They all looked like, you know, really good, healthy, like they've been kind of keeping up with themselves absolutely. a little bit. Absolutely. But I just felt like they kind of got just 
ignored in the last episode, even if they had done an update, like, okay, Tim, well, how long has it been since you've been back right. from Columbia, and how are things going now? Just, like, give me a minute or two update, but we just glossed over them entirely, and then here they are at the tell-all, and we still don't know, like... Because while they're not married, like some of the couples, and they're not engaged, like, you know, apparently some of the couples, he did give her a promise ring, so where's that promise, Dan? Are right. you working Are you going to... back to Columbia right. anytime soon? What's what's the status, I Are you going to bring her here to visit? Because it's not like, you know, it's not like Syria where you can't, where she can't come from Columbia and visit us. Not so, us yeah. specifically, but so, you know, Tim. I, I would like a little bit more context from the show. Moving on, who do you want to do next? Uh, well, let's talk about Rebecca and Zia. The freaking question. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> They're in the Sahara Desert, Sahara, Sahara. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. And she has just told Zied that she's still legally married. The divorce papers have not been finalized, haven't gone through, but they both signed them. And and I think once he finally realized, like, oh, like you're not still married in the sense that you're still living together in contact with one another, and it's just legal. Then here comes the engagement ring. Okay, now there that he gives her the ring. He proposes she says yes and he makes it very clear to her like the money you gave me in the market that day that you were upset about i did not use that money to buy this ring i got money from my sister okay see then what Where did you do the money? with the 500 dinar that you took from her wallet well i think he told her first that i wanted the money to buy you something but i did not use it for that so did he give it back to her this never they just discussed. never like what happened and to the she money is super happy she's like oh i, I can't will believe feel, i ever questioned it i'll feel bad forever about this well, what about, you know, getting the money back? How do you feel about that? I also can't get over the fact the way he grabs the back of her neck. He I would be like, I'm going to need you to not do that. <laughs> like, I would not be OK with someone grabbing the back of my head like that. And the way all the he time. says that you're mine. He said you're mine. And I was like, "Ooh, that was kind of very possessive. Very possessive. <laughs> yeah. But listen, after the tell all last night, Rebecca and Zied went on Instagram live. OK. Yep. And I was watching and, you know, Rebecca did most of the talking and really it was girls stop dming him and oh yeah it was it was a little interesting watching nice. her go live and but they are apparently still very much together and she didn't really give an update at least from what i saw about where they're at in the visa process but last night part one of the tell-all i do think that they seem happy she seems happy in a very like honeymoon phase kind of way she does like i still have a lot of questions about how this relationship is going to go once he's living in small town georgia with her with no job with yep with no job and what the day in day out is going to be once he realizes like because where he lives in tunisia is beautiful at least it appeared that it was like a coastal it's very nice it seems like there's lots of like kind of things shops you know marketplaces hookah bars hookah bars everywhere <laughs> apparently you know he likes to play so- like yeah. it actually it actually seems like he pr- lives a pretty good standard of living in yeah uh tunisia where he's is now i'm not familiar with her town in small town georgia but i've been to several small towns in georgia you're not going to find that type of diverse it's, activity it's going to depend on how far they are from, from atlanta. atlanta that's exactly. that's going to be the big question mark for these or two. like if they're close to maybe savannah or something right. like that and the other thing which listen I, it is such a double standard but like the age difference you know how what are they gonna what are their common interests gonna be what are their common goals as a couple gonna mm-hmm. be have they even discussed children and whether or not he wants children and that's true i haven't heard them we mention haven't 
anything anything about kids. at all so anyways i don't i've said all along i think that in the short run in the short term they're going to be fine but i have a lot of questions about the long term but in reality with any couple you don't know in the long term Absolutely what not. the outcome's going to be even if you are on the same page about everything going into it like life happens yeah but zia just stop grabbing her at the back of her neck like that like she's not a puppy like you can't pick her up by the scruff of her neck <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, moving on to Ben and Akini. Ben and Akini. So, Benjamin, wrapping up his trip in Nairobi, Kenya, is now married <laughs> by Kenyan standards. And he texts all his family to let them know the night before he left. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Now, you got to think, like, you're a member of Benjamin's family, and you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, you're going to go over there and meet her and, like, you know, maybe get engaged, like, depending on how the trip goes. And sure enough, you get a text message. It's like, hey, just so you know, we did we did the thing. And right. We're now married. And they're like, uh, Two what? weeks after he's been gone, all of a sudden you get a random text, probably some awkward time of day, mm-hmm. saying, hey, guys, I'm married in Kenya. Don't worry, it's not in America. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so they're on their way to the airport. She seems upset to say goodbye to him i think it, there's a, like i said a lot of fear and uncertainty when you're saying goodbye to someone and they're they're leaving and traveling i that's a feeling i remember all too well i went to europe four times last year to see this one person and i remember every time you say goodbye it's this very strange right. like because you have no idea what's going to happen if you're ever going to see the person again beyond that even if you plan to come back or the intention is to continue the relationship in fact if i'm doing the math correctly the last time i was there was halloween of last year so it's been almost one year and when i left at the end of that trip i told him that i would be back at the beginning of the year and then everything went sideways with my job and my life in seattle everything kind of got flipped upside down and i haven't been back since and we have since then decided that this is not going to work out so I, I think her being upset was more just about the uncertainty of what's going to happen. So Benjamin shows up at the tell-all <laughs> talking about how his family didn't speak to him for two weeks. They were like super upset that he did a Kenyan wedding. And it probably was, was something there. he needed to tell them in person. And he probably should have pulled a bit of a Michael and just been like, yeah. yeah. And he should have put a Kini on a video call with Grayson and, right. you know, just facilitated some introductions I, th- I feel like before just like hey uh, by the way I'm I'm now a Kenyan husband my Kenyan <laughs> wife um, so Benjamin comes into the tell-all and the other thing that really struck me was how mean Akini was like imagine just imagine if the roles had been reversed and he had made a comment about her body and her weight. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. I definitely liked Akini a lot less after part one of the tell-all last night. I did like her line about, you know, he said, well, I was doing much better, you know, with my physique. Right. And she's like, little... well, get back to doing better. <laughs> I really disliked the way she treated him. I disliked the way her, her, they set it up for part two of the tell-all, the way the brother is going to emasculate him some more about how, you know, oh, he owes me. And, and she's like, he doesn't have a male alpha dominant dog. Uh, alpha dog aura. And it's like, then, then why did you marry the guy? Like, if yeah, you it's... don't like his appearance and he's not manly enough for you and then I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I just... Akini rhymes with meanie. Let's never forget that. It sure does. And she was mean. And I don't... Almost felt like she wasn't taking any of it seriously, right? Like, she made the comment, like, oh, if they ask me a question I don't want to answer, I'll just pretend like I'm breaking up and I didn't understand what you were saying. And it's like, hmm... 
how about take this seriously? Because you actually are married to the guy, and this is actually on national television. There are actually millions of people watching. That he's still actually paying. Absolutely. <laughs> for who how knows much? How long. Do we know? Who knows how long? Who knows how much? Are we going to Caesar, or are we going to Darcy Ooh, and Tom? This is a tough one, because yep. they both have some very compelling, interesting Very elements. much so. <sighs> I wish we had a coin we could flip. I don't know. Let's go with... I want to go with Caesar and Maria. All right. I can't so, wait So Caesar, in, in episode 13, all we really see... He's cooking up some mac and cheese or something in a pot. Eggs. I thought it was, oh, eggs. It was eggs. Whatever. And he's back in Jacksonville, North Carolina. He's talking about how after he came back from Mexico, there was a brief time where they didn't talk. And then she reached out to him again. And, and they have rekindled the relationship. And maybe they're going to meet in Cuba now. And, and that's that's where we think... He has to this, say up more money so well, of course he, has, he so, couldn't afford the plane ticket to get her to cancun <laughs> that's why they're showing him making you know kind of a meager meal and getting on his bike and like that now it's more important than ever that i save up this money so that we can finally be together right so as you're watching this episode you kind of think nothing new here this okay, is where whatever. it's gonna end right. whatever maybe in the tell-all they'll finally address who this girl <laughs> is but like boom <laughs> All of a sudden, new, new city shot. You like, don't know what, where it is. Where is this? Is this Columbia? They don't yeah, even what? set it up. They don't even say, like, Kiev, Ukraine, <laughs> right. right? Like, you just see this shot of a city, and you're like, is this an editing error? Like, what is... Is this from, like, a different season of the show? What is this? Oh, my gosh. Next thing you know, there's Maria <laughs> on camera, and it appears to be a hotel room. All her Ukrainian glory right there. With a producer. And I was wrong all along, because I was convinced, like, oh, the girl that we've seen is not the actual girl he's been talking to lo and behold it is in fact maria <sighs> there she is okay so the producer's asking her questions about caesar are you ready to do this mm-hmm. tell us who you are hi my name is maria i'm 28 years old i'm living in kiev ukraine caesar text me and we start to communicate when i saw his profile seems like pretty nice i like the way how he talked to me yeah baby your man loves you how I look. I look sexy, you like that? My type is usually tall guys with the blonde hair, blue eyes, something like that. <laughs> Were you physically attracted to him at the time? Mm-mm. <laughs> but I like what he do to me. He send me flowers. He sketch my attention. And he's American, so it's pretty good. And she reveals that she got on Anastasia date about eight years ago. Then we see her out shopping with her friends, and they're kind of saying, like, yeah, a lot of Ukrainian girls are using these international sites, and we uh, we do it because we have high standards, and the men here can't live up to them. And this girl, Maria, by the way, I'm surprised she agreed to do an on-camera interview. They must have offered her some money. They had to have paid her, right? <laughs> yeah. Because she didn't do herself any favors. At all. By talking about how she really feels about Caesar basically saying she and her friends laughed at him. Oh, the guy who works in the nail salon. Right. And reveals that she had just gotten back from Dubai, which obviously she went with a guy. She said she's traveled almost all over the world. So the whole idea, which was probably in my head and maybe in yours, that, oh, well, she doesn't get to travel much because she is from either Ukraine and poor or she's from another country, just doesn't get out much. No, she definitely is down to travel, just not to see Caesar. And not to be exclusive and commit herself to a guy who works in a nail salon in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Now, it would appear, heading into the tell-all, 
that Caesar is now aware that she is traveling the world with other people and that she has no intention of actually being with him and that she was kind of using him for money all along because he kind of came into it like... Are you seeing anyone else? Right. And not real excited about being there. Right. Every other moment we've seen Caesar, especially when it comes to interactions... And talking about her. Potential interactions with uh, Maria. He's always very excited. Even when he tries to get on the phone for like a video chat or to call her, you see him with the producers and he's always really smiling and like, oh, she didn't answer. Very okay, different tone. That's okay. You know, she's probably really busy. And she is busy. She's shopping. She is... They are living a lifestyle over there in Ukraine. Oh, absolutely. Ordering mojitos. Very and, nice. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't seem too concerned about the war or anything that was going on like she said last time. Russia uh, invading the Ukraine. Right, or her mom being extremely sick. (laughs) Or her mom's birthday, I'm sorry. Maybe that's what they're doing, birthday shopping. So clearly from the time we saw Caesar eating his eggs in his kitchen to (laughs) sitting down for part one of the tell-all, he has come to some sort of revelation and his tone, his mood, his demeanor, everything was very different. Side note, somebody has found Maria on now what is one of those Ukrainian bride sites. Yeah, it's I think it's called ukrainebride.com and there's a picture of her with a profile. Maria's bride profile reads in part I adore traveling, meeting new people, cooking and camping. This is not the whole list but I'm ready to open my heart to the right man. I think it's very important to share hobbies with your beloved. So it's not clear if she started that post Caesar mm. or if she's on like a Russian Ukrainian bride site. Maybe it was when they were on a break. You know how like couples go through breaks? And <laughs> we were on a break! <laughs> I don't know. But in part two of the tell-all, Caesar and Maria are going to come face-to-face for the first time and I hope she's just honest with him. I I think it's pretty clear that that she makes a living doing this, that she probably has people all over the world sending her money who believe that they're in relationships with her. And on the one hand, you look at it and you go, he has nobody to blame but himself. And on the other hand, it's like, yeah, he's a, but he's a lonely guy in his late 40s and here's a young girl who is paying attention to him and he fell for it. She did say, though, that he treated her differently than a lot of the other guys and that he was very kind of complimentary. He's very nice. He seemed kind of very sweet, I guess, in her in her mind. Part two of the tell-all. Very curious to see what their in-person conversation is going to be like. But I feel like TLC really missed the opportunity to at least tease the fact that we're going to get to see Maria. At least allude to the fact. Oh my gosh, that, that would have been a huge moment. A huge moment, but it just came out of nowhere. And then we we never got to see like Caesar's reaction to the producers meeting her, and it was just. It was felt very not well organized or planned out. No, it just it was- stuck there at the end. <laughs> and we're like, oh, uh, okay. Okay, well, there she is. It was good to see. It I just feel was. like they could have weaved it in in a different way. And this in will a help way. the interest for whatever is to come next season. I think we have rumors that they're filming something in the Ukraine. In the Ukraine. Someone said Caesar was spotted there, but who so. knows if there's any validity to that. All right, last but not least, our girl Darcy, <laughs> who, when we pick up in the final episode, uh, Darcy is arriving back in New York. After being in the UK with Tom for three weeks, she's at the airport with all of her luggage. <laughs> like, I counted seven bags. Yeah, I did too. Seven bags. And she was there for three weeks. I took one backpack <laughs> to Europe when I was there for a week, but I'm not Darcy. So, anyway, she comes rolling her luggage cart up. And who's there to help her? And there's Stacy. What? Now, they had planned it so that they were both arriving back on the same day because it's got to be at least, what, 45 minutes to an 
an hour and a half from, back to Connecticut from yeah, the city? Yeah, because they flew into New York and they're driving to Connecticut. So it makes sense. We'll fly back on the same day. We'll we'll share a car and we'll ride home together, except that things had been so tense last time they saw each other. What they did not plan was to have a huge blow-up argument before they both got on their planes back home and, and had to see each other. And are now trapped in a car <laughs> with each other for the next at least hour, hour and a half. They were as far apart in a vehicle as you can be without one of them being outside the windows of and, a car. And again, though, they pick up right with the, like, nasty, you know, oh, no, Dars, it wasn't a direct flight. Like, you know that you can't fly direct <laughs> from, where does he live? Albania? Albania. And then I don't know why Darcy would have brought up the big surprise, which was the key. Oh, yeah, he did and, have a big surprise for me. In the way that she did, knowing that her sister is going to at least want to know what the surprise was or where is it, and her sister immediately picks up her hand, which she can clearly see. Well, Stacey had to know, though, if Darcy had gotten engaged. It would have been the first thing. It would have been the first thing. Well, in that day, Darcy would have FaceTimed Stacey and been, and been like, like hey, look, I got engaged. Look. Hey, look. But anyways, they're Stacey's in the like, oh, is it a ring? What is it? Let me see. I don't see a ring on these fingers. And sure <laughs> enough, she's like, oh, it was a key to his house. And it was a very, you could cut that tension with a knife. So then we see Darcy at home in the middle of the day, and she's going to FaceTime Tom. And, and we can tell that, like, things have started to take a turn towards not the way they left off when she was leaving the UK. Hi. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Good to see you. You look great. Oh, those eyes. Here they are. Sexy. Still got it. <laughs> What's been going on? Been busy. Yeah. Missed your voice. I haven't really heard much from you. Just busy. Yeah, right. Well, me too. Been busy. In fairness, it hasn't been great, has it? This long distance thing, it kind of just doesn't fit somehow. For you, I don't know. Maybe I'm from a different mindset. Like, if you love somebody, you'll do whatever it takes to be with that person. I mean, I would like to have more time with you, more communication. But I feel like you don't. Mm, maybe. I think that communication is key and i respect you I, want I feel as though you don't that's the problem i feel when i say to you i'm in a business meeting i'll call you later and then i get 1500 text messages that's not you respecting me i try if you, if you ring me at four o'clock in the morning and then send me 50 I messages don't saying, send that Shut, you can you can't ring people at 5 a.m it's long distance if there's so much going off in terms of work i feel like i can't give this love and time you want i i wish you would just put the boobs away every once in a while <laughs> just every once in a while i mean they don't have to be out all the time but if that's how she feels comfortable please dress however you feel comfortable <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's FaceTiming with Tom. He uh, is very visibly annoyed with her. Yes, he is. Very much so. And it appears that they break up, right? So we see this FaceTime call, and he's like, I'd love to be there for you as a friend. If you find somebody better who can give you... That essentially to me is saying, I'm not the one for you. I'll be happy for you, whatever happens, if you find that perfect somebody. He said, maybe this thing is just better as friends. We'll be friends. Right. And so, she so agrees. So that's a breakup, right? She so agrees. they break up. So here we move into part one of the tell-all, and it appears appears that they are, are not broken up kind of together and like oh we're just trying to see if like but there also, is still something here but that's where i need the show to be like all right so after i left we did this thing where we kind of called it off and then a couple weeks went by and we started right. talking again and now because like, at a certain point about a month or two ago darcy was in the uk i saw it on instagram okay so she must have gone back over there to spend more time with him but there's a lot that we obviously don't know and didn't get to see and i feel like a breakup talk didn't fit 
Darcy's MO of just kind of like, oh, okay. She was very calm and kind of collected when he said, you know, this is probably better as friends. She knew what was coming, though. Listen, if someone starts blowing you off and is getting harder and harder to reach, and every time you talk to them, they're visibly annoyed with you, like, it couldn't have been a shock to her. Now, in part one of the tell-all with Tom's sister, she's got to be my favorite cast member. Just the realist. She looked good as well. She looked like she lost a little weight. She had her hair colored. Yep. Keeping it real, though. Like, listen, and what she said, which is something that I feel like a lot of these couples, at least they don't show us on the show, is a genuine interest in who this partner is as a human being. Right. Darcy, what's his favorite color? No oh, idea. Well, uh, I think it might be, Um, I don't know. I was going to say blue. Oh, I was going to say that. I was about I, that to was, say uh, That was, was going to be my guess. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, Darcy. Well, like, what what, uh, what about his childhood? Do you know anything about his childhood? Do you know where he went to school? Like, do you know anything about him? The and fact she, that he had been engaged two times before. And the sister calls, calls her out and is kind of like, Darcy wants a ring. She doesn't want a real partner where she actually has invested time getting to know this person and who this person is and what their hopes and dreams are and what their past is like and why they are the way they want or they are and what their passions are and so i definitely think that as we move into part two of the tell-all if we even get to see tom and darcy again hopefully we'll make her realize that you can't just think you love someone like you don't even know him right and i mean we brought it up probably since about the second or third episode of this podcast is that you know she spends a lot of time kind of wishing for this fairy tale romance instead of living in the moment and enjoying what's actually going on and experiencing it and really building that connection which yeah. is basically what her sister's saying like and listen maybe they did have some great heart-to-heart talks and maybe there were moments that we didn't get to see but it definitely felt like someone finally given her reality check like this isn't just half fairy tale happily ever after i mean you what do you really know about each other but to not know that he was engaged twice i feel like after knowing someone for four years four years you've known him as kind of like an acquaintance and you've spent this time with them and if there really were some heart-to-heart talks which we don't know if it happened or not you know you would think at some point he'd be like look at some I, point the past relationship talk had to happen right. at some point he has to be like look i've been down this road of you know being engaged and it didn't work out i want to make sure that this time is for real and that's why you know all this ring talk is kind of pushing Right, right. And I'm curious if any of those engagements had taken place within the past four years while they were communicating online, because that would indicate that Tom's not the most honest or faithful to these other women he had been engaged to. Tom, another person, by the way, who looks like a completely different person now. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. But Tom looks especially good. They're uh, all on that TLC diet. Detox tea. Yeah. Well, they're all pushing these like teas on their Instagram accounts. Maybe that tea really does work. I don't know. <laughs> I have to get some. But yeah, so so we, we haven't seen Jesse enter the picture yet. Not even really sure why he's there. Not really interested in anything he's he has to He's there to, to be Jesse. That's what. He came in full. He's a character. Full yep. Jesse. Like, hey, can I get some coffee over here? And uh, when you do my hair, kind of down. Up, up a little bit. Just, just, just. I'll just, just, just. He's, but very clearly playing a character, and I, I feel like TLC doesn't need to do that. We don't need to see it. I don't. I'm not sure what the decision but there. But we're gonna is watch about. it, though. We don't need to see it, but we're gonna watch it. Uh, of course, I'm gonna watch it. Um, <laughs> I do think I do have a theory that because Jesse's in a new relationship with someone oh. and like official. I my theory is that they're bringing him back because he's gonna be on some further oh. future version of the show. That's a great idea. Yeah, like you got to uh, keep him relevant somehow. Otherwise, the only relevance that they set this up for is like she still has feelings for him. Right. 
Well, this is going to prove it. I mean, we're going to find out if she still really does kind of harbor those, which she does. Yep. That's so, Darcy. so, uh, part two of the tell all is going to air tonight. Hopefully we will be back with a new episode <laughs> tomorrow. This is a lot, TLC. This is a lot for me to digest and comprehend. And then, hey, we're going to kick off a new season of the Reality Bites podcast Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, the OG version. Oh, man. I love it. A new it. season is going to kick off. I can't wait. And we will be diving into all of that season two of the Reality Bites podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Please rate, subscribe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.